It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. When my phone rings, she found us someone new. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what is up with a capital U, a capital P? Lots of exclamation points. Well, actually, maybe some question marks because it's a question. But nonetheless, man, we're so thrilled to be with you. This is the last week of the preseason as the Pittsburgh Steelers play one more game in the next four days. I'm so excited because the regular season is upon us. What is it? 20 days from today that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be playing for real. That is, uh, that's big stuff. And my name is Brian Anthony Davis. I'm the podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I'm so thrilled to have you with us. Congratulations to Brad Jewett, the first one in on us, giving us uh, uh, some double P signs. So I appreciate that. Brad, it's good to see you here in the live chat along with everybody else. It's kind of roll in. But it's also great to see Mr. Shannon White and Mr. Tony Defio. What is up, fellas? Let's start with you, Shannon. What's going on, man? Just uh, been hot today. I think with all oh, that scorch bad weather, uh, the well for us mid eighties is hot, and okay. it's all that bad weather coming up the coast is just keeping all the hot humid air right above us. So it, it's been warm. And speaking of hot, a guy who's been hot for every decade since the 1970s, Tony Defio. What is up, man? <laughs> Just uh, hanging out. And uh, I had my car in the shop all day and I did a lot of reading. So it was a pretty quiet Monday. And Shannon's right. I went outside to walk to get my car and I couldn't. That's the only exercise I needed today. So it's not the heat. It's the humidity that gets you. So, yeah. When you're at the bar, it's the humidity of Tony Defio that is going to going to score. You have right. no, ladies have no chance with the humidity. No, that's true. Uh, although you know, lately it's been like a like a drought. So I need some. I need some. Well, rain. well then again, you know, humidity is not a good thing then because uh, humidity is a lot of hot air. So that's not good. Um, <laughs> right. Well, that's so let, yeah. let's, let, 
let's just say this, Tony. I don't think that you're as bad as what I was back in the the '90s at one point when pop singers got together to do a tribute album for me. That's how much of a drought I was in. Um, so, with that being said, and you know, we're we're good to go. We're you're you're good. I I tell you, you're you're fine. I'm rooting for you. So, with that well, being said, I... go ahead. Oh, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting old. So I think I might have to retire and just go into full fledged troll mode on the internet. Well, so y you know what? There might be. I found a woman on the internet the other day that might be perfect for you. Um, the only problem was uh, she was berating the guy she was with and getting in a fight at Heinz Field. So um, that might not be that might not be the best possibility I, well, for you. I saw her and, and I saw that and I was so taken that I um. I sent a, one of those uh, connection things on Craigslist. Uh, I saw you, whatever it was. So, so I, I, it's taken care of. So we'll see what happens. If you like to yell and start fights at right. uh, at Heinz Field, you're the woman for me, Tony Deffia. Uh, unfortunate event. We're not going to get into all of that, but uh, you know, police are investigating that. So uh, here you go. <laughs> Jeffrey Benedict says here, bad aid was a great concert. <laughs> <laughs> the great Jeffrey Benedict. Check out his show tomorrow on BTSC. Uh, another great show. one, but that's really funny. Bad Aid. Who would perform at Bad Aid? A lot of great artists, I think. A lot of 80s <laughs> artists at Bad Aid. Uh, <laughs> all right. So the week that was, man, I tell you what, the Steelers are now 3-0 in the preseason, which that doesn't mean a thing. But winning's still good in the preseason. Winning feels good in the preseason, but it's how you play the game. And the most important thing to me, fellas, was how that first team offense looked. And I have to say, Ben Roethlisberger at points looked like vintage 2008 Ben, getting out of trouble, throwing the ball. Eric Ebron did not catch that, but that's not a problem um, right now. That's They still had a good showing in that game. Also, we will go ahead and look at one of his great receivers now, tight end, Pat Fryermuth. Man, I'm going to start with you, Tony. How confident are you in the Ben to Pat? Ben standing well, Pat with Fryermuth. Well, I mean, I was, I was impressed. Uh, obviously, I was impressed with Ben, speaking of being taken. But um, – the, the the body control that he showed on both of those touchdowns and the athleticism, I mean, that was just – obviously, he, he needed a great quarterback to, to fit the ball in there, but he showed a lot of – I mean, he has, what, just an unbelievable streak in the red zone going back to whenever – to Penn State as far as uh, catching every pass thrown to him. So I'm very excited about him, you know, and, and people were so focused on his blocking. I don't think that's where you should be looking when it comes to, to Friar Muth. I think you should be – uh, uh, excited about the fact that he might be a really great weapon for them sooner rather than later in the passing game. You know what? I'm going to ask a guy in the live chat here. I'm going to ask our good friend, Brad Jewett, who's a big Penn state fan who was at the, uh, at the campus. And what, give us a, a scouting report on paper here. Tell us what you think about Pat Fryermuth. Cause I, I haven't talked to you about Pat yet. I know you're a big Nittany Lion fan. So, Brad, go ahead and throw something in the comment section. Love to hear it because I'm really excited about this guy. Shannon White, what was your assessment of number 88? I wrote in my Stiller Stock Report article, uh, 
about this uh, in the the Steelers have had so many incredible accomplishments uh, through the years, but they've never had a, a one of the big tight end quarterback combos, you know, uh, like your uh, Brady Gronk or your Rivers Gates or, you know, any of them uh, guys that are up and down the record books. The Steelers have never had that guy to pair with Bradshaw or Ben. And uh, I, I'm not putting Fryermuth in that category yet, but he's going to be a weapon in the red zone uh, because, like Tony said, I think he's not dropped a red zone pass uh, during his tenure at Penn State. And, and they say at camp he catches everything, especially around, you know, when it's time and opportunity to score. So um, I think that could just be a great connection. Um, he, he had incredible body control. To, to twist and turn and, and bring those uh, contested catches in, even through contact. And uh, Ebron could have actually should pay attention to Fryermuth because on Ben's Houdini act there, uh, you know, he, he should have brought that ball in, especially after your quarterback, you know, goes through all that to get it to you. So uh, I'm super excited about that connection. That, that could be a lot of touchdowns uh, in the near future. Now, Brad Jewett says he catches everything bad. He battled a shoulder all last year, and apparently that's flared up in camp this year, but the kid catches everything in. So that is absolutely, that's great. Thanks for that assessment, Brad. Uh, love to see him. Now, here's here's the interesting question. If Kevin Rader doesn't stick with the team, does Patty Fryermuth go back to 87, or does he stick with 88? Um, well, <laughs> and here we go. Dallas just asked that. And I did not see that. That's great. So I'm going to give Dallas Quinley, um, who's obviously a Prince fan. That's a that's a great a great avatar there. Will Fryermuth go to 87 if radar, radar is cut? Man, Dallas and I are on the same page. Tony, do you think he keeps the number 88? I, I, I could see him switching back. It seems like that's what they usually do in that situation. But I, I think he looks badass. And if I'm allowed to say that word in, in, in the 88, I mean, I know it's it's no it's no. Uh, uh, slight to Lynn Swan. We all know he's the uh, the best 88 ever, but I think he looks really great in that 88, so I, I'd stick with that if I were him, but I'm no fashion well, expert. Well, being the fact that you just did say it, I guess you can. Uh, Shannon, <laughs> whether he's 87 or 88, can he be a guy that you talk about when you're talking about Gronks and talking about Kelsey's and talking about the Ertz's of the world and maybe even the George Kittles. If he's even close, if he's on that second tier, but right below those guys, um, you know, Heath Miller's the best tight end in Steelers history, but Heath wasn't a great run after the catch guy. You know, he caught everything. He was very reliable. Um, but he was an excellent blocker as well. I think Fryermuth has the potential to be that kind of blocker, but I think he might have a little bit more um, athleticism, uh, after, you know, to get those yards after the catch. So um, he might not be on their level, but I'd be happy with, you know, tier two, just a little below that even. Very nice. Very nice. So lots of things that talk about uh, – before we uh, move on with some of the news of the day and get into the topic of the show, let me ask you this, fellas. What were your main takeaways from the game against the Detroit Lions the other night? Shannon, I'll start with you. 
Well, I, I, we were all impressed with Ben. Um, and I was like, they did a lot of 11 personnel. Uh, and he mixed it up. He took some stuff from the shotgun. He took some snaps from center. Um, I was expecting a rollout, which he scrambled at one time, but it wasn't a, you know, I didn't see a design rollout yet. Um, and, but I, you know, that's all coming. There'll be a lot of formation and resets and shifts. Um, but you don't show all that in the preseason, but, uh, I thought Ben looked sharp, uh, especially for the very first, uh, action this preseason. So, um, the line is a work in progress. This team is going to offensively is going to go as far as their line can take them. And, uh, I think that Turner showed some improvement and Banner seemed more uh, comfortable, you know, getting confidence in that knee. Um, green is still, uh, raw, you know, he's only had four starts as a center in college. So he's still learning to be able to snap the ball and anchor against larger defenders. That that's something that, you know, he's not had to do. So, um, Oakleford's the big concern, uh, on the line. And, uh, so I feel positive about a lot of the things, but uh, I like their aggressive attitude and mindset. But they, they, you know, it's just going to take time. It's going, they're going to have to be patient. But uh, defensively, uh, Sherbert, as long as he ain't matched up with uh, super fast slot receivers, which uh, you know we don't want to see that. But he brings a lot to that defense and will be a real asset next to Bush. So. Um, I, I felt really positive about it. Preseason results don't matter, but the ex- as far as the execution, but uh, the competitiveness does, and they've been competing each week. So There's a really interesting thing that you just said, and I, I said it earlier that, yeah, the results don't matter, but they're still good. I mean, you still want that W, but here's the thing. If the Steelers end up losing that game, maybe the Lions hit another onside kick, and then all of a sudden they get a touchdown and they win that game by one with the extra point. Here's the thing that I'm saying. It does not matter in that game because of what happened in the first quarter of play. Mm-hmm. And that is the most important thing to me. And that's what we were looking for out of this game. We were looking to see how Ben Roethlisberger looked. We liked the way he looked. We loved the way that uh, Pat Fryermuth. We love the way that Kendrick Green, we love the way that Dan Moore Jr., and of course, we loved what the other rookie, I just mentioned three rookies, the guy picked in front of all of them, Najee Harris, looked. So I'm really thrilled about that. Tony, I'm going to ask you this question. Do we need to see Ben Roethlisberger again this no. preseason? No, I, I think I think he's... He showed me all, all he needed to show me. I think uh, he looked phenomenal in that game. He, he looks... Uh, in shape, he looks athletic. He looks quick in the pocket. His arm looks great. Uh, he, he medium range passes, and he had that long bomb to Deontay Johnson. Uh, he did his like like Shannon said, his Houdini act, which was vent. I mean, I I repeat what everybody else said. Vintage Ben from the late OOS. He just he's just one of the best. There, there are very few quarterbacks, even to this day, who could who could have escaped the way he did and and threw that ball on on the money to um to Eric Ebron. So. I don't think we need to see him anymore. I, I've seen enough. Um, even if he does play in this game, which he's not going to, but if he, if he does play, he's, it's still two weeks before the start of the regular season. So whatever rust uh, you're going to shake off, it's going to be back by the time September 12th rolls around. So no, I don't think we need to see him. One thing that you uh, have not mentioned as well is this. 
And if you know what oh. I'm doing, the yeah, vintage yeah. pump, pump fake. fake. That was <laughs> unbelievable. I, and so, by the way, Katie Gay, the cameraman, was having a bad night, but <laughs> they kept they kept getting faked out. But that was I don't blame anybody for that one. That was a fantastic pump fake. And apparently he didn't mean to do it, but who cares? I mean, the fact that he held onto the ball like that and you then threw what? a pass to Fryermuth was fantastic. I'm going to say that he did a good job because the uh, a pump fake fakes you out. Yeah, not yeah. supposed. Well, no, I mean he's not supposed to go go for that, right? Right, yeah, that's 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 that speaks uh that bodes that speaks well for uh for Roethlisberger's uh, ability to do that. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got a lot of questions coming in. So I'm calling an audible here, and what we're gonna do for the rest of the first half, we're gonna talk about what our subject is of this game, what the Steelers need to do, what are the top priorities before in the next 20 days before September 12th and the Buffalo Bills. Then we're gonna go and answer whole bunch of questions. We're going to do Q&A. This show in, was also called the Q&A at one point, and we just decided let's just call it the hangover. So we're going to do some Q&A, and we're going to have lots of fun with that. So if you if you have a question that I did not we did not answer yet, since we didn't answer any questions as of yet, we will go ahead and answer that. Like Willie Wadley, I see you, buddy. Our thoughts about McFarland. We will get to all of that. So uh, go ahead. In the next uh, 10 minutes, you can go ahead and th- throw in some uh some questions there as well. And we will talk about everything. News of the day, though. I just want to bring this up real quick. Yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers former quarterback, Devlin Duck Hodges, was waived by the Rams today. So he is on the market with the crowded quarterback room. And somebody just mentioned that this is the best backup quarterback situation that the Pittsburgh Steelers have had in a long time. And I don't remember who said it. Uh, it was Stegmaster J who said that. Um, so the best QB situation that the Steelers have had. So that's the news. Also, we're not going to get too much into the TJ Watt situation because it is right now a rumor, but the big rumor coming out right now from Jerry Dulac is the fact that Mr. TJ Watt around the Carolina game before or right after, which is five days from now, will sign the biggest defensive contract in not just Pittsburgh Steelers history, but in the league. So um, not the history of the league, but in the league right now. So that's really interesting. So we are going to go through all those questions, but guys, what needs to go on right now in the next 20 days? Tony, I'll start with you. Well, I think, and it's probably already decided, but I think you have to make it clear who the backup quarterback is. I think that's important because, because uh, you need that guy to, to get all the uh, second uh, team reps that he can uh, before the season starts. I think it's going to be Mason Rudolph based on just the fact that, that um, he, he, started, or he, he started the first two games and he played a lot in the second game, and, and Haskins didn't really get to play a, a lot. That's, of course, a lot of that had to do with that Lions drive to start, I think it was to start the third quarter or something like that. It was like a really long drive. It, it cut into his playing time. But I think that's what you got you to gotta, uh, – Workout between now and, and the start of, of the regular season, uh, I I really like would love to see Haskins start this game on uh, on Friday and play the the, the entire first half anyway. I, I just really not that he's going to have a lot of ones to play with, but <laughs> I, it would be nice to see him uh, play the entire first half. Just let me ask. Sure. Let me ask you this question: Say Mason Rudolph starts, do you think that? 
he would start for a reason, thinking that they might be moving him. They might be showcasing him to move him because they've got a wealth of talent. You've got guys like AJ McCarron, the backup in Atlanta, going down for the year. You know, do you think that could be a possibility, Tony? A small one, but I think I think they really like him. Honestly, I think I think Mike Tomlin really likes. I mean, he likes Wade Haskins too. But I think he like. I think you know. They, they remember these guys have egos, and and you know they they trade up to get him right in the third round, and uh, they put they said they had a first round grade on him. So I think they're really invested in him. So I think they want to keep him around for uh for the year. But I could see. You never know. I mean, I could see them. If, if a good offer came about and, and, and they really believe in Dwayne Haskins, uh, his abilities and being the, the guy that can, that could take the, uh, uh, the baton from Ben, so to speak in, in the, in the future, then I could see them doing that. But I, I, I think it'd be pretty slim chance right now. Shannon, what do you think is on the list of priorities going forward for the Pittsburgh Steelers as we go through, not just the Carolina game, but it could be anything leading up to the preseason, the uh, first game of the season against Buffalo on the 12th of September. Well, they definitely want to get the Watt situation taken care of uh, to, and to decide, uh, I think still the best option uh, based on what I've seen thus far in the preseason would be to start Pierre at cornerback two and move Sutton into the slot where he's proven and uh, a lot of times people with our defense, um, the Steelers ask their cornerbacks to do a, a lot. Um, mainly, you know, keep the play in front of them. Sometimes they'll give up a play and make the tackle immediately. And people's like, oh, they give up the reception. But that was actually what they wanted, you know, if it was short of the sticks. Uh, because they're really relying on their pass rush, which the stars have had the best pass rush for the last three or four years. They're relying on that pressure to create sacks, um, incompletions. And so they ask the, their quarterbacks to play a little passive sometimes. Um, but I think it, that, you know, you could trust Sutton in the slot because he has experience there and have Pierre on the outside. Um, as far as the offense goes, I still believe they have to solidify the offensive line um, to have a, a set pecking order. Right now they're saying Okafor's going to be the left tackle. But Okafor has not responded to Clem's uh, mission statement. He's not being more aggressive. He's still being passive. He doesn't, he doesn't attack. He absorbs the action. It all comes to him. And then if he – once the, the plays by him, he doesn't continue to, you know, pursue and try to push from behind or pick off another defender. You're, you, if you've been paying attention, you see Green and Coward and all those guys are doing that. They're playing to the whistle and beyond in a few, few cases. He's still playing like it was last year. He's still standing around watching. And I just don't know if he has the intensity, if it's just in uh, not in his – personality or his demeanor to to be more aggressive but if not you know with buffalo coming up soon to start the season they got to make a decision because he may be the swing tackle and they have to start more so i would like them to make sure that they got that line as good and comfortable as possible before that first game you know what? I was going to uh, wait until you were finished. And when you were finished, I did not know you were going to the left tackle situation there. But <laughs> what I was 
was going to do is I was going to say, hey, when we come back after the break, I'm going to talk about a camp battle that actually isn't. And it is between Chuk Sikorafor and Dan Moore Jr. The reason that I'm bringing that up right now is late last week, they moved Dan Moore Jr. over to the right side. Doesn't mean that he can't win that left tackle situation, but makes me wonder exactly what's going to be happening at left tackle. Do they have another thing up their sleeve? Would they possibly consider switching banner with Chuk Sikorafor? Would they possibly and maybe not still not start Dan Moore Jr.? Um, would they would they just go with a rookie uh, after just moving him? I mean, I think I think they can move back, but I'm wondering right now because a lot of people, I mean, throughout the whole time, a lot of people were talking about uh, you know Dan Moore at left tackle, and I'm not sure if they still view him in that position, but we don't know. But it would be really interesting to see what could happen there. Um, as far as everything else goes, there are – Dallas Quinley just said, would they trade Banner? You know, you never know what they can do. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of Banner. We saw a very little bit of him the other day. It also makes me wonder if Dan Moore Jr. is being moved over to right tackle because maybe they feel that Banner might not be ready. That could be, he was the first one. He was uh, taken out before Ben Roethlisberger was. So there are so many things that we could speculate on, but I have a feeling that Okafor is going to start off the year at left tackle, but you don't know. But with that being said, fellas, what we're going to do right now is we're going to go ahead and take a break. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, we're not going anywhere. You just stick around. So if you are checking us out on any of our podcast platforms, anywhere where you download your favorite podcast, I hope BTSC is in your library. I hope BTSC is one of your favorites. And just go ahead and check us out and download number two. We will be right back right after this. And we'll talk to you in a moment. Oh 